Hey world, it's your host Marshall. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here, we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. Exactly where are we going today? Today, we are going on a journey that includes gratitude and joy because I am excited today. Most times, people think I am too deep, whatever that means, but I am. But like most of us, we do not simply fit into one box. We all represent a myriad of self-expression. I happen to be very grateful. Last week was a little deep when we discussed how supporting predators affects our children. So this week, we are going to pay homage to those friends and family that have supported me along the way. Today's episode is supportive friends and family. I'm going to keep it really simple. Remember in episode three, where we discussed loyalty and integrity? These are the people my loyalty shines bright for. Remember like Jay-Z said, but don't let the necessary occur? I don't want to have to, you know, show my love for you with this loyalty, even if you've done something wrong, but I would because these are the people, these are the people that along the journey of my life have always been there for me. It's no secret that I've shared in many of the the past episodes where I come from. Right? My name is Marcel. I was born in December of 1975 to Cynthia and Marvin. And I had a tough time as a little girl. Right? So now as I'm growing up, I'm growing up with trust issues and abandonment issues that I want to say I no longer have. Right? Not that I don't have the implications of what those issues meant. But I have realized that those issues belong to other people, not me, right? I'm not going to live my life with the burden of what other people have done, right? What I am going to do and what I am always hoping to show other people how to do is how to unpack your life and see what belongs to you, what doesn't, and how to use what you need and throw the rest away. So some of those situations have taught me how to use my discernment to see who is good for me. I will tell y'all, this took me a long time, but along the way, I am sure that my mother, who I lost to death when I was eight, watches over me and put these people in my life. On social media, I see so many people telling you to only look forward, only choose friends who want what you want or who have the same financial vision as you do. I don't think this is true. I repeat, this is not true. I repeat it again, this is not true. It is actually selfish and setting you up for emotional turmoil. As you climb this ladder of whatever your perception is of success, if you only surround yourself with people with one mindset, you will miss out on some incredible people. You need different perspectives. You need people 
who fall into different realms for your life, whether it's physical, mental, emotionally. Some people just bring joy and laughter. Some bring wisdom. Some bring protection. Some bring food. Some bring a place to lay your head. Some allow you just to be your true self. Some support you. Some are cheerleaders. So when you are just moving down life, turning your nose up to all different types of people, who have been there for you. But now society has allowed you to believe that you no longer have to be aligned with them because you no longer need them. It's some selfish fucking shit. I know I said it wasn't going to get deep, but you know, when you are grateful, looking at people who are ungrateful is just a lot of freaking work. You need a well-rounded peer group. And guess what? Not everyone even wants to be rich or any of the things that you want. Ain't that some shit? Everybody don't want to be rich. Some people are content with being able to take care of themselves. Some people prefer peace. Some people have no desire to have to do the things that this world requires in order to have those things. Some people want love. Some people want to swing on the porch. Some people simply want to unpack and unheal and not have to live with the burdens of the life that they have had. Some people just want to cheer you on. Some people just want want to be who they are. So remember that as you are climbing whatever ladder you think that you are climbing and remember those who were there for you when you had nothing. And I'm not just talking about finances, right? I'm talking about Everything, when you were emotionally drained, spiritually drained, physically drained, when you didn't have any food or when you didn't have no one that you can talk to or when people were angels in your life and just stepped in right on time. Because I'm here to tell you that it doesn't matter what road in this life you are trying to climb. At every instant, a miracle must happen in order for you to continue on the journey. I don't want to preach to y'all today, but at every interval of your life, somebody is stepping in. The universe is allowing someone to step in to allow you to cross over to the next level. And y'all got the nerve to be shitting on those people? Get the fuck out of here. So, for me... If you are in my inner circle, then you know that although I exhibit joy, my young life was hard. But my joy comes from knowing that it's not so hard now. I am grateful. Does it mean that I liked some of those things that happened to me when I was young? Does it mean that I wish they didn't happen? And I'm not also one of those people who believes that just because it happened, that's why I'm strong. I could have lived a life where it didn't happen and I still be be joyful, but let the cards lay where they lay, right? Because it did happen. I, I was moved around a lot. I was separated from my sister. I was separated from my other siblings. I did grow up in a strict household. I did always feel alone. I did have abandonment issues. I did have food insecurities. I did have all of these things, right? I and they permeated through my young life internally. I also was one of those people that liked to exude 
joy and happiness and a feeling of, you know, I got it. But I can say that I didn't always have it. So I first want to say thank you to all of the people, whether I mention your name today or not, I want to say thank you to all of those people who took a simple moment to lay hands on me. And I'm not talking about spiritual hands. I'm talking about just a simple hand of love because you believed in me, because you loved me, or because you simply wanted to see me win. And because of that, that people always wanting to see me win is how I show up in the world. If I love you, I want to see you win. I want to see our people win. I want to use my gifts to help whoever I can help. So uh, the first person on my list, I'm not, I wasn't sure if I was going to do family if I was going to have some type of order, but I am going to try to just speak from my heart. So first I want to thank my elders. That includes my Aunt Dot, my Grandma Elsie, my Aunt Laura, Anita, Cheryl, my cousin Kim, my Aunt Brenda, Kadeem's grandmother, um, Vinette, and my boss Senior. These elders have always made me feel like I have parental guidance and that I have people who show their love for me in all different kind of ways. My Aunt Dot took me in. My cousin Anita is her daughter. She really raised me. My grandma Elsie, although I didn't live with her, she is my mother's mother. But, and I realized that I don't know much about my mother's side of the family, but I can tell you that my feelings of love for my blackness I mean, my literal blackness, my skin color, and the unconditional love that I have, that comes from my mother's family. There's always a sense of, I belong, I am welcome, and I never would be judged for anything that I ever did. My grandmother didn't see me for years, and when I became a teenage mother, my grandmother opened up her home to me immediately as if I was always around. You know, now there's a disconnect, but the disconnect is not love. It's just separation. So I want to give a shout out to my grandma, Elsie, and, you know, even my aunt Brenda. I wasn't a fighter like my cousins and my siblings. I was just a nerdy bookworm, but my aunt told me that if somebody picks on you, you pick up a brick and you beat them till you can't beat them no more. And that always stuck with me. I'm not a fighter. I don't want to fight. But if you invade my space, it's going down. I am afraid of everything. But I also have courage. And I and that courage, actually, y'all, is what allows me to stand in my truth. Because if you don't have courage, you will fall for anything. Because even if you have principles, you can't lie on those principles if you are afraid to stand in your truth, even alone. And that I give to my Aunt Brenda because I'm not afraid to go the distance with you for what I believe. Y'all know how I feel about my Aunt Laura. My sense of service and servitude comes from her. My Aunt Laura thrived in being a servant. And she taught me that it's okay to be a servant. 
And for that, that's where my humility, yes, I'm spoiled, yes, I'm all these things, but I don't really have pride like that. I don't mind serving people, I don't mind doing things for people, and I don't mind standing in the truth that my service looks like helping those that I love thrive. That's my gift to the world, that's my purpose. And there's also nothing better than finding your purpose, right, Cheryl? was there for me and my baby when I first moved out into the world and that gave me the foundation for me and my baby that I could make it. I knew that my mom was making sure that people stepped in. Even my job, that's where Senior comes in. I took this job after being in banking and he told me that I would never have to worry about being a parent and I am a young mother I'm trying to do the best that I can and I have to work but I want to be there for my son so the job that I've been at for 20 years that has allowed me to be the mother that I was while working and climbing the ladder I was able to go back to school while at work and I mean literally y'all leave work come back to come back to work after going to school in the middle of the day and still get paid completely i graduated while doing my homework at my desk so let me just say thank you to the elders in my life i'm gonna go next to my son sometimes we have revisionist history of a history that didn't even happen right many of us like to go back to the past and think that if A, B, and C happened, we would be in a certain place, right? Like, I believe that if I didn't get pregnant, I would have gone on to college and I would have been successful or I would have been a successful rapper. But that's my new mind. That's me believing that the past would have went different. But I don't know what would have happened in the past. I could have gone to college and I could have got on drugs like my mom. Anything could have happened, right? Sometimes as humans, we think that we know what would have happened in our lives or the what ifs, but we don't know shit because that's not how life happened. We can only judge the what if, right? So I attribute me not having uh, anxiety or all these other things because I try to stay in the now. I try to stay in the present and just be grateful for what it was, right? What it could have been is only a figment of my imagination. So when my son was born, yes, I'm young. Yes, I'm scared. Yes, I wish, my human brain wishes that it would have went differently and that I would have been better prepared and that I could have given more. But more what? I don't know what I would have got had I just turned a simple corner. But my son is grown now. And you know what, guys? We are friends. No relationship is perfect, right? But we are friends. He can talk to me. We talk. We still hang out. We do all these other kind of things. But it's my son that gave me the love that I was searching for in a world that felt like I always felt abandoned. I always felt left. I always felt alone. I always felt like an alien on this earth. And there are people listening who will laugh and say, you are an alien, because I am a little different. But that's my gift to myself. My gift to myself is always standing in my truth, no matter what, even at the expense of looking crazy. My gift to myself, how I find peace and live in peace is in being authentic, to Marshall. 
I want to give another shout out to my kids. They know who they are. Most of them are my son's cousins and friends and my some of my family members and siblings. But I love you guys. And I want to say thank you for bringing even more love into my life, into my home, allowing me to feed you guys and allowing me to tiny bits of influence in how you guys move through the world. And I hope that I always made you guys feel like you have a safe space with me right? I also want to give an honorable mention to two people. One of them is Contessa. When I was pregnant, I was scared, y'all. And I still had to go to night school. Contessa gave me sneakers and clothes, and she was always there for me. Now, there are numerous times she, that she was there for me, but this one stands out for me because I didn't have much. It may have seemed like the people that I had much, but I didn't have much. I was hiding a pregnancy. I was scared. I was feeling like a loser. I was feeling like I had let people down because I'm smart. I had a chance to get out of my own way. I had a chance to break generational curses. And here I am just like being just like everybody, whatever the hell that means. And then there is Nadine. Nadine, you are a beautiful spirit. You are beautiful on the outside and you are beautiful on the inside. You just flow through life being there for people and being all of yourself at the same time. When my son was born, we built a crib. You taught me how to get a job. You accepted me as I am and you were just a beautiful person and I will always love you for that. So those are my honorable mentions and now I wanna go back to the core of people who have always made me feel loved. That first person is Christine, right? Christine Kalev, we met early on, but we weren't friends. She was just passing through the neighborhood. She had other friends and other relationships, but we really became friends when we both got bus to Bayside High School. They were doing that back then. They were busing black kids to white schools. And um, because of that, maybe there were a hundred of us. I'm not even sure if it was that many black kids, but there were just enough of us to be a family. And because of that, black kids who um, didn't fit into one demographic because black people are not a monolith. We are all different, just like everybody else. But when you're confined in the space, you automatically look for your people. So Christine was one of my people. So the nerds and the cool kids and the sports people and the basketball players and football players and whatever you did, we had a collective and that collective protected each other. And Christine is one of the first people that I met and we hit it off instantly. And we were instantly best friends, right? High school best friends, always there for each other. But our sisterhood began after we both had children. We had some separation and I was spoiled rotten and a little selfish and Christine has never been those things. She has always accepted me as I am. I have always accepted her as I am, but growing up, I was a little judgmental. I now know that that's a trait that I learned in my household when it's strict and you're being judged for every little thing that you do. And I took that out into the universe. I'm not gonna share the experience, but Christine and I stopped speaking for a short time, my fault, because I'm a judgmental bitch. And 
She never, ever, even in the time that we stopped speaking, she never, ever was not there for me. And even when things were going awry in my life and I didn't even have daycare or I didn't have anybody to pick up my son, she would leave Brooklyn. I know I've shared this story before. She would leave Brooklyn, take the bus with her and her baby all the way to Long Island. That is the equivalent that's a long journey just to make sure that somebody was there for my son to pick him up because that is how much she loved us. She was more like a parental figure in my life. I don't say that often, but she's the person that I called for everything. You know how people call their mom and they ask them, how do I do this? How do I do that? That is what Christine represented for me. She was my sounding board. She taught me how to cook. She taught me how to clean. She taught me common sense. She protected me. I was a bit naive when it came to relationships and trusting people and she would just be there to make sure that that shit was not going down, right? Now our relationship is mutual. Christine is my protector and I am her cheerleader because I believe that any fucking thing is possible and I mean that from the bottom of my soul. So if I love you and you are ever feeling like something is not possible, I am there to cheer you on to tell you not only is it possible, but I will do everything in my power to make your dreams come to fruition. So Christine is no longer my friend. She is my family. She is my sister. And I love her and her children near or far, no matter motherfucking what. We had another friend named Fabian. In high school, her and Christine hung out more. And, you know, I couldn't really go nowhere. So, but I just want to tell Fabian as she's out in the world being beautiful and bold that I love her because... I was living in a basement apartment. Fabian brought me this gray gap dress. I don't even know if she knows it, but I wore this dress until it was damn near raggedy because I just felt beautiful in the dress. I felt beautiful in the dress. She's into fashion. She always wanted to make sure that I felt seen and heard and loved. And she was just free. And we were all just trying to do our best with nothing and I am so proud of all of the young women who I was in school with that we are out here mother effing thriving. I next want to date Donna. She's a white girl y'all. I work with her and it is through her that I learned that I am worthy. I know it doesn't mean that from her She's just walking through life, not even knowing that the privilege of knowing that your existence is just enough. But I learned from her, Rochelle, ask for the money. Rochelle, let's look at this apartment. Go here, do this, you deserve this, you deserve that. And now I know how to fight for myself. I know how to fight for what's right. I know how to fight for our community. I understand the disconnect that we are not getting that although sometimes as black people, we feel like society owes us. And I'm here to tell you that it may owe you something. But while it owes you, that does not negate your responsibility to yourself and to your community for you to want to make it thrive and for you to have to do the work. You have to do the work when it's dirty. You have to clean it when it's this. You have to do that. You can create your own ideals. You don't have to believe the lies that were told to you, right? You don't have to be afraid to ask for money. You don't have to be afraid to believe that you deserve the best of everything. And for that, I will always love Donna, right? Because I've learned another thing about race. If you have friends of a different race, 
ethnic background, if y'all can't meet in the middle and talk about everything, if y'all are skipping over the ugly shit, then y'all are not friends. And I'm here to tell you that Donna and myself, we don't skip over nothing. We don't always agree. And that's okay, right? Because even relationships, if you always agree, I'm here to tell you that somebody don't agree. They just don't feel like fighting. So we don't always agree, but we can always just talk about the shit. And that makes me love her unconditionally. Y'all see that I don't really have a lot of friends because next I want to thank my little cousin, Laquetta. My aunt Dot is her grandmother. Anita is her mother. So when she, were born, she was born, we were separated at the hip. But as she grew up, there was something. There was some internal connection. I'm not sure what that connection was, but, and nor am I sure that she knows this, but I am not really emotional. I have a hard time hugging and kissing and loving and doing all of those things. But Laquetta is just so free with love that it is my relationship with her that has allowed me to feel safe in relationships. I don't know if that makes sense, but she's just so, hey, Marshall, I'm in Harlem. Hey, Marshall, let's meet and do this. Hey, cuz, hey, cuz. And I feel wanted. And it's not that I don't feel wanted by other people, but I don't never have to doubt or feel like I am begging for attention it's just is it's not a thing it's not work i love her right and i and even though she's my cousin um her daughter is my she's my cousin my sister my daughter my everything right we speak every day we are friends right we are friends we are family it is unconditional there is nothing that i won't do for her or support her in and but that's how I feel about everybody that's my friend list right I do have my siblings that I want to talk about I love them all collectively right good bad or indifferent I love them all collectively one of my little sisters we don't speak she knows why I'm not sure if she knows that I still love her and God forbid something went down Whatever it is I'm feeling, that could go out the window, right? I still want her to thrive. I still want her to be successful. I hope to have a relationship with, with her. My sister, Shanae, I love her unconditionally. We have the same mother and father. Where I'm from, that doesn't really matter because once you're siblings, you're siblings. I don't really understand that half shit, step shit. I, I, I don't know what that means. You're siblings, right? And so I love her unconditionally, but... We were separated when my mom died. We lived together, but my sister chose to stay with my mother's family. And I chose to stay with my father's family. And as I become an adult, I think I've discussed this too in, in the first season. My sister chose love. And I understand that. But it was poverty in my grandmother's house. Not just because of money, but because my grandmother is so loving and has such an unconditional love that anybody could stay, whether they had it or not have it. So when that happens, you have to do without, right? Because nobody don't got nothing. So nobody don't got nothing to bring to the table. And I didn't want that. I don't know what it was about me, but I chose stability. At my aunt's house, it was... 
not much love, right? Love in the manner of hugs and kisses and I love you and I'm proud of you. There was love in the manner of things, food, shelter, a bed, things that look pretty, all of those kinds of things. And that is what I chose. I don't know why. I, I think we are all born with a certain sense of something that we require. So my little sister was five years old when our mom died. And so understand that she wanted what was normal to us. And what was normal to us was being in my grandmother's house, right? And I just wanted stability. I wanted to be able to read a book. I wanted to, I wanted my own bed. I wanted, I, I those are the things that I wanted. And so we, I love her, but there's also a disconnect. And that disconnect is the fact that I don't think that we know each other. And so as we tell our past, even the same stories are different. Isn't that crazy? But I love her and there's nothing that I wouldn't do for her or her children. And I love the woman that she is because people don't notice, but my little sister is my protector. We look just alike. And I can tell you a story about when I was in college, college, high school, some girls wanted to beat me up. I don't know why they wanted to beat me up. They wanted to take my jacket. I don't know why I wasn't a cool kid. I didn't start with people. I mean, I had, I had started rapping and that kind of stuff. So I was cool only if I was entertaining, if I was dancing and, or if I was rapping people, I, I did draw a crowd, but other than that, I was not a cool kid. So after school, I was scared. But remember, I have courage. So I'm going to walk through the fire if I have to, because you are not going to violate me. Somehow, my sister found out. But my sister came up to the high school to fight on the other people's behalf. So when my sister sees me, she starts telling a story about stay up here to jump this girl and blah, 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 blah. I tell my sister, it's me. She's like, what the hell? Hold on, y'all. This is my little sister who is just in junior high school. But she was bad in the motherfucking streets, y'all. So my sister immediately started beating up the girl, her friend. Because near or far, my sister is protective. So Shanae, I want to always tell you that I love you too pieces. I want to give a shout out to my brother, Jesse, who passed away. I didn't have a relationship with him, but he looks just like my father. And my son recognized who he was in this world when he met my brother, Jesse. So for me, I want to say thank you to that. Then I have my brother, Jeffrey, and it's just lighthearted, unconventional conversations. We don't always agree, but I don't need people to agree with me. I'm not that person. Although people think that I am controlling, I am not controlling of other people's lives. I am controlling in my life. I am controlling in how I see the world, right? So I don't need for people to agree with me, but Jeffrey, I love you too, right? And, and I also love that we are always able to just be like when we go out, we talk, we can talk about everything and nothing and he can vent to me and he can live his truth with me. And I love that. Right. So I want to give a shout out, a shout out. I don't even know what that means to the men in my life. And I want to start out with my father. Right. My father and I have become friends. I'm the stubborn child. Right. 
My father was not there for me growing up. And I'm not going to lie or tell no other tales or no other truths to no one. Because the truth is why I'm able to forgive my father and move on. It's the truth, right? You can't tell the now without the whole truth. I now know that the father that I wanted in the past is not the father that I would have had, right? I had this discussion with my sister Karen all the time, who is, you know, my sibling, but we are also friends because she is the sister where we were able to unpack our trauma and she trusted me with her trauma and in trusting me with her trauma, this is the sibling that allowed me to live in my truth and understand my purpose and that my purpose is helping people to unpack their shit and live in their whole truth authentically, right? Because once you get to your authentic self, you don't really care what other people do. But you also are able to have humility and see that everybody has a story. Including our father. Our father has a story, right? That's why it's so important to unpack. Because only in unpacking can you throw away those generational curses and baggage and see it for what it was. My father had generational curses. That's why I don't have abandonment issues anymore. And I've told y'all, I don't got daddy issues. My daddy had issues. Once you can reconcile that, you can understand that the feelings that you feel are not because of you. They are because of what other people were going through. And you can decide to let that go. So when my father did the work, did the work, I'm not one of those free forgiving people. For my forgiveness, you must do the work. And my father did the work. My father is a good grandfather. My father is a good man now. I don't know what his story was back then. I, You know, I... I hear the stories, right? But him deciding that he didn't have nothing to give us is his story. And he may not have had nothing to give us. And had that man been in my life, I may not be this me. I don't know, right? We all make up stories to make the past better or worse than it was. But I can only deal with the what is. But I want to thank my father for being the man to me and my son and my siblings that he is now. I also want to give a shout out to my son's father, right? We were young, dumb, and trying to do the best we can with a lot of anger. But once we both matured, we made co-parenting look easy, right? He's my son's father. In my house, my son had to have two yeses or it's no. And he is a good father. I never talked bad about him. He never talked bad about me. And we are family. His mom took me under her wing. And she is the one that helped me to thrive as a woman. And for that, I will always love her. And I will always be grateful. Last but not least, I want to give a shout out to the men in my life who, has loved, who have loved me. I'm not going to say most of their names because some of them are married, some of them have moved on, some of them are in relationships, and I don't really play that shit. But they know who they are. I feel safe and seen because of some of the men in my life. Every time a man has come into my life, and, it is all, and I'm not going to lie to y'all, they have not always been healthy, but they have always 
brung something that allowed me to elevate to the next level. See, that's where my gratitude comes from. My gratitude comes from being able to take what I needed from whomever and allow it to do what it needed to do in my life. Because as a young single mother, none of these men ever did anything harm to harm my son. They, maybe that's what they knew, right? You could hurt me, but don't dare, nair, ever try to hurt my son. So these men came in and protected me. Some protected me all protected my son the first love of my life he knows who he is makes me feel loved to this day and i realized that part of the reason why i am unable to have a healthy relationship is because i still require that whatever that feeling is i don't know how to let that go i don't know how to let the feeling of unconditional love go that feeling where i feel like a powerful princess and i can do anything in the world i'm not willing to accept anything i'm not willing to let my guard down and just love anybody just because that's some bullshit. but the men it's also why i love the hood the hood protected me the hood allowed this black nerd to walk through and it always made me feel safe and seen so to all of those who have been there for me if i forgot to mention you trust me it's because i'm blabbering this is going on i want to tell you guys that i love you and to my listeners you thought thinkers as you are out in the world thinking about moving on to the next level i want you to think about all of the people who have been there for you along the journey and although they all are not looking for what you want don't be throwing people away good people away just because they don't want a fancy car or a fancy bag everybody plays a different role in your life that makes you whole right so if you only have one type of friend in your life, trust me, I know that you are going home alone and you are crying and you are suffering because you need to put on this facade and you need to put on this face that says that you are happy because that fake it till you make it. Don't fake shit right you can tell the universe and tell the law of attraction what you want without faking it you don't have to fake being rich to have the desire see i don't even want to be rich i want what money brings right i want the freedom and and the ability to travel and the ability to do these things but i also want friends who have wisdom right who can tell me when i'm wrong who can bring me peace right because i realized that my mental security comes from all of these people that i love and that is why my love language to these people is acts of service i want these people in my life to feel and to understand that i love them so if someone needs help with the website or if someone needs advice or if someone needs a shoulder to cry on or if someone wants to me to hold their secret and that's another thing right even friends that i didn't mention and i'm not speaking to i would still still never tell their secret their secret is safe with me that goes back to my loyalty and integrity but 
I just wanted to simply say thank you and I wanted to have a light episode that is full of joy and it doesn't have to be so dark because sometimes when you're unpacking, sometimes you find a light shirt, right? That you love and it comes with a good storyline. Everything that we unpack is not dark, right? That's another reason why we have to feel comfortable in the unpacking, unveiling, unlearning, because sometimes even the bad things can teach you good things about yourself and the good things can remind you that life is balanced and you need a balanced group of people that love you and you love them. I'm not even sure if she knows this, but she is my last friend that I met from my girlfriend, Tanya. Tanya, we call ourselves the two income family because when I moved around the corner from my first basement apartment, I met Tanya because she needed a babysitter for her newborn daughter and our friendship just thrived quickly into working together, living so close together, my son, her daughter, we really became like a couple. And near or far, far, Tanya, I love you. I love how you were there for myself and Kadeem. I mean, we shared holidays and Christmas. I mean, I still go there. The pandemic changed some of that, but we'll be back. Um, so we celebrated Christmas, we celebrated New Year's, we went on vacations, we shared refrigerators and freezer and freezers and we lived together almost even though we lived apart. So that's how we got the name the two income family, but my very last friend ever cuz I don't want no new friends, right? It's Jen. Jen I met through Tanya and which is why I saved this for last. Jen and I met and it was love at first sight. I'm sure if she was a man, I would want to be with her, right? No, no joke. It was love at first sight because we, I think she was selling insurance, but we just started yapping and talking. She was there with a friend who I love, Raylene. I was there with Tanya who I love, and it was an instant connection. Jen and I just wanted to talk and be together, and immediately we became like family, and over time, our friendship did develop into a sisterhood, and I love her to pieces. Jen is the metamorphosis of all of the work that I have done in the accepting of myself. It sounds light, but Jen is my fun friend, but let's not make light of that because as a child who had so many rigid rules and the only thing that i focused on was stability as an adult and me being my authentic self what makes me feel most joy is doing activities and that is jen she's the activities director and she brings me back to a place of childhood joy right? And not just joy, because we talk, we can be honest with each other. I can curse her out. She can curse me out. She could tell me exactly how she feels about the thing. I can tell her exactly how I feel about the thing. We can just go on rants. We can cry. She allowed me to be there for her son because one of my gifts is being able to 
life coach. I wanted to start that as a business, but I changed my mind because I really don't want to, it's an energy that comes into your space when you're helping someone. And I want to control the space in which I allow people to come into my life because it's a heavy burden and it requires that you sit alone, you talk alone, and that you have to unburden the things that somebody else brought into your life. So I only want to help those that my spirit tells me to help. So I still do that. But Jen, is also not very trusting, still haven't figured out why, but she welcomed me into her life. It was a natural fit and her loyalty is like mine, unmatched. And we are crazy, we can talk, we can laugh, we can cry, we can have all of these experiences. Even when I don't want to go on these experiences because this bitch wanna go everywhere, I still have fun because part of my love language is watching other people's joy. And Jen and I just have these moments where the most unpacking seems to happen, right? Because it's not from the past, right? It's not from the place where the girl was hurt or the girl was incapable or the girl didn't know how to do things and needed to be taught, right? Jen is a human representation of the who I am now. And for that, I will always love her along with all of the people in my life who have been there for me are there for me, will be there for me. I love you guys and you know that my love language is making sure that everything that this life has to offer, you believe you deserve because that is what you guys have done for me. And on that note, I'm tired of talking to you guys. Bye.